Blog Talk Radio. I can tell you that 
at some age, I stopped buying every Weird Al album religiously, and I still just remember as a kid just wanting to see UHF, his movie, when it came out. Gail, have you seen UHF? No, I haven't. What, what is it, it about? It, 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 it's, it's a movie about where Weird Al take, like, gets his job at this UHF TV station and replaces all the programming, all the infomercials and stuff of his own shows. And it's kind of like what we're doing here, having our own show on the internet, on the radio. And it was it's really just, and it had Victoria Jackson, who was on Saturday Night Live at the time. And it also had this up-and-coming um, comic actor named Michael Richards. I'm not sure if he's done much since that movie, but I think he's did something big, some really big TV show, I think. Yeah, he was Kramer on Seinfeld. No, yeah, but, yeah. It, <laughs> that sounds really cool. I mean, this, yeah, this no, kind of segues us into Weird Al and Lady Gaga. Have you heard about that? Absolutely. It, it was, it, it's actually an amazing thing because I can say being somewhat of a fan of Weird Al or growing up listening to him, I know that one of the biggest things is is that he, along with the original comedy songs he has on his albums, he has a lot of, it's usually what gets him the attention are the parodies where he basically is making fun of of a popular song on the radio. I mean, he started with Michael Jackson with Eat It and Fat. He he did he did videos for Nirvana. He did I remember I remember like in an album called Bad Hair Day where he did Coolio's Gangsters Paradise. So here we are in twenty ten and who is like the who's like the big pop star that he wants to make fun of and he did a song for Lady Gaga. So he has a new song called Perform This Way, which which he went, he went to Lady Gaga's people to ask for permission to, to make fun of her song, and they requested that he sends them the complete, entire completed song, which he did, which he said is something never been asked for and done before. And he said, like, there are as they were, his little people were talking to her people, and her people were saying, yes, this is coming directly from Lady Gaga, that the, the answer they ultimately got was, no, you cannot use this song. She doesn't like it. So so Weird Al, as, as a response, yeah, you're saying something well, yeah, else? You know, yeah, you know, it's really wild, Ian, because, you know, the industry, it's just like that, you know. It's like, speak to my people, speak to my people. And, you know, here it is, Lady Gaga may have wanted to do it and, and didn't even know anything about it. Yeah. Like, that just like, doesn't work. Well, yeah, well, like, we didn't even get it to that yet, where it's like where it's like Weird Al Yankovic and his lawyers and his agent manager, who whatever it is, had to trust that that the people they were talking to were in direct, contact with Lady Gaga herself and they said it was Lady Gaga who said no, not that they actually heard it from her mouth. So so but what really makes this a story is not that she said no because I know there have been I know he's historically there have been artists that have rejected his songs like like James Blunt a few years ago and and even Coolio at one point 
rejected it. So we now decide to release the song on YouTube, saying I'm not making any money from this song because Lady Gaga won't let me put it on the album. But if I did have have it, I would I would donate all the money to charity. And he said, well, you can still donate by donating to this organization. So we put the video up, and after the video came up, it came out that Lady Gaga never was told about the song in the first place and liked it and immediately gave him her blessing to use it on his album. No, I tell you, Ian is... Well, you know, Ian, what is music coming to today? You know, really, what is, it's kind of funny. You know, this is kind of funny. You know, what? wouldn't it be cool that... I know this is really out the box, but Tell what me. if we had... Weird Al and Lady Gaga sing a song together. I I can see that. I mean, I can I can certainly see what the vi- what Weird Al's video would be, and I'm sure there now will be a video as as he's as that that's what he does. In fact, he's actually directed a lot of videos for other popular artists, and not just his own parody videos. Like, I can see him wearing a meat dress, like, wearing, like, basically all these costumes that she's been wearing and all these crazy things and coming out of, like, some flying egg, like, it's the Grammys. I can certainly certainly see that because it's just amazing that this one guy is... And what's really crazy, I think is crazy, is that nobody has competed with him. Like, Weird Al has been around for about 30 years making fun of artists. It's like, where is the other people doing this thing? Like, how did he, like, become, like, the owner of this very specific craft of being, like, the guy who does parodies of famous songs? (laughs) You know, you know, Ian, all I can do is laugh. It's 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 really funny, and I know that it's terrible to laugh at that, but it is really really funny, you know, because Weird Al is just weird, you know. So even like as you're talking, for me even to think about Weird Al and Lady Gaga doing a song, I'm like, what would they sing? I mean, you know. We're talking or it's about like, do they, do, they, do, they, do they switch verses from the real song to the fake song? Yeah, or like maybe like, you know perform perform the wrong way, you know. You yeah. know, it, it's just it's hilarious. I mean, I mean, hilarious. one thing that Weird Al does really well with his with like his videos is many times he uses the exact same set the same exact director, same exact crew, same exact extras as the actual song. To the fact, like, <laughs> it's like, have you, like, like, Gail, I invite you and anyone who's listening to even, like, like do a search on YouTube to see, to watch, like, any, like, concert footage of Weird Al. It's amazing because he does so many different costume changes as he dresses oh, no, up I've like seen it. Ian, yeah. I've seen him. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. You know he's he's funny. I I think he's amazingly funny. You know, um, yeah. It's just it's just you know I'm looking at how Lady Gaga likes to she's she's kind of like a uh, a more modern ver- version of Madonna, and I know that she hates hearing that. Away. But but she's 
she's got her own style. And so it's almost like Weird Al has his style and Lady Gaga has her style. And to see both of them on stage, like, I would actually pay for that. All right, Weird Al, Lady Gaga, do you hear that? I, I, I can see that happening, like, at, like, an MTV award show or something like that. Where, oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I mean that's I mean that that's certainly I I wouldn't I don't think that that would sustain like a fifty day concert tour but that can certainly do a lot I mean I mean just like those shock moments like the MTV VMAs I mean it's almost been ten years ago since like Madonna had that kiss with Britney Spears like it's but like yeah, one but you know what Sue Ann I'm sure you know really I am seriously sure that people, like, in certain cities would pay for it, like in New York, they would pay for it just to see what it would look like. I can guarantee you that. Yes, and, I mean, and we're in a place where anything can happen, any shows can happen on stage. I mean, Pee Wee Herman has had this huge comeback the last few years. Who would have thought that could have ever happened? Oh, God. Do you remember when Pee Wee Herman would just come on the TV with his dolls? They were hilarious. Wait a minute. We should do Pee Wee Herman... Weird uh, Al, and the headlining act would be Lady Gaga. What do you think? I think that would be good. I mean, maybe, or maybe it's like, well, it would be like a Saturday Night Live like thing where Lady Gaga's the music guest, but then Weird Al suddenly is making some skits and like shows up on stage with her, like during her actual act. Oh, that would act. be great. Even, like a skit. Like, you know, there's so many different venues out there for comedy and for just collaboration with artists. And, and you, you, you know what, you, you know, I think like that, like, I think like the new big thing is right now, and I think it's been growing slowly over the years as a showcase for, for celebrities, Funny or Die. Oh, wow. Okay. Funnyordie.com, which you know was originally, which is started by and owned by Will Ferrell, and Adam McKay. Who's Adam McKay? Adam McKay was a writer on Saturday Night Live during during the mid-'90s when Will Ferrell came on and has since been and has since directed a bunch of his movies, most notably Anchorman. And oh, wow. the fact is it's become, it's become, in some ways, it's kind of like when you do, when someone does a few videos on, on Funny or Die, it's, Somewhat, it could be like somewhere on that level of posting Saturday Night Live. Like, for example, I mean, one of our favorite subjects on this show the last month has been Rebecca Black. Remember her? Oh, God, yes. Oh, that. I, oh, mean, the, I, think, like, I think the 15 minutes is starting to fade, which I guess is a positive thing or a negative thing. But on April 1st, um, Funny or Die debuted about maybe 10 videos featuring Rebecca Black herself. And it was somewhat like a Saturday Night Live type thing. There were fake commercials for Rebecca Black's greatest hits. There was like a fake behind the music. And it was and it was hilarious. And the fact is that they're able to just create, I mean, in some ways it's like creating something viral where you have like multiple skits where it's like you get this really hot, if there's a really funny thing happens on TV, even though it was like 15 minutes, whether it's whether it's their download policies or recording policies or not, it's going to show up on YouTube and it's going to show up in as as that very small bit that 
that that's very noteworthy to the audience will show up, and it will be repeated over and over on all the tabloid shows, on your Access Hollywood's Entertainment Tonight, on E, on ESPN if it involves sports. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it, it's going to be cool. That I'm clear. That I am so clear about. Like, but, but the thing is, it's like there's so much stuff out there now to the point where it's it's just weird, just as I was saying, going back to where is the next Weird Al? There is one Weird Al. Where is, like, the com- competition to let's make videos that make fun of songs that have high production values that really just mimic not even just the artist and the song and the nature of the song, but really just the whole style to the point where people are passing the video on YouTube. Like a few years ago, like like that's one, one one thing about music now is since it's digital, you do not have to release an entire album just of like just to get your music out because you can just make one song, make one video and it and it won't go with your base. I mean, we're not just talking about a no name band looking for their big hit, but even a very established artist can just instead of just re- I mean to to just stay present with their fans, all they need to do is create one song that, that people will listen listen to and care about and talk about and share with everyone and their mother because they think it's so great. And it's not like, okay, let's buy the album. There is no album. There's no need for an album. All you need is one song. All you need to do is upload it, put it online for free or sell it for even a dollar. Got you. I got you. Well, you know, Ian, you know, this is some interesting stuff. You know, there's just so much there's so much all over the web about music and tech. You know, it's getting to the point that our friends and family and people all over the world are starting to get overwhelmed by this stuff. We don't even know who to listen to in music anymore. Not because there Me. isn't a lot of good music out there, just because there's so much of it all over the place. Yes, and it's not, it's not just music. It's just like all different kinds of content, different kinds of art, different kinds of movies. Like how many movies are made a year that never get, like, national distribution? Like there are exactly. amazing, like, I mean, like there are amazing, like, forums, like Rooftop Films. Have you ever heard of Rooftop Films in Brooklyn? Yes, I have. And, 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 you know, speaking of that, Ian, not to get off our subject of Rooftop Films, we'll definitely yeah. come back to you, Rooftop. But you saw an amazing movie just recently that was an independent. Yes, the, the, the music never stopped, which it was a great movie and had some name actors in it. And at this, and it's actually it showed up on, 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 at the Sundance Film Festival. And, it got picked up, and it's just been just growing slowly to the fact where I saw it. it was just such a great movie, and the fact is that it was made, and that people can find it. And it's, it's the question isn't how do you build an audience. It's just really about how do you sift through all that stuff that's out there. Exactly, like, because now that we have the internet, there's just so much stuff available. 
you have to, you know, it's it's like we, you and I talk about all the time. You know, we, people have to find what's best for their taste, and you know, we we got all this stuff out there that tells you, you know, oh, if you go to choose this music artist or choose this tech gadget, we now know what you like. The truth is, you don't, because we want to also help people to explore new things. I mean, I just heard, have you heard about this thing called rock melt? No, tell me about it. Well, Rock Melt is basically a new browser strictly for social media. All your social media stuff, okay? And you you can only log into it through your Facebook account. Hmm. It's a, it's a browser that just really runs strictly for social media. When you look at it, it looks like Chrome or you know Safari or Firefox and IE, but it strictly is there. And and sometimes your your beginning page can be Wikipedia with all your social media icons around it. You know, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, okay, that's really cool. We can see all the social media accounts that we have and everything, but we can do that in our regular browsers. What's going to be different about this? But they're saying that with this, with logging in with your Facebook profile, which is the only way you can really accept it and get the true meaning out of it, it allows them to tailor it to your music taste, the videos that you like. It's, it's completely your new experience of, of your life. So you're also it's, accessing your friends' stuff, their life, their music and everything, and you're really connecting in that way. This is what Rock Melt is supposed to be about. What I'm trying to figure out is what difference is it from any other thing? You yeah. know, like, like compared to, like, like the other day I – I wasn't logged into Pandora. I opened up Pandora on my browser, and it immediately played music I like because it said we're we're playing music based off of your preferences on Facebook. Wow. Like, I mean, it was, the fact is, it, it was, I still remember when I first signed up for Pandora like three, four years ago, and it was more, at that point it was like, pick your favorite artist, you're like, we already know this stuff because it's already on Facebook, and your Facebook browser is already open, so we're just going to read your cookies and read this information immediately. You know, it, it, you know, Ian, really, how do we get past the privacy issue, though? Because the privacy issue is even related to music. I mean, what do you, you know, let's go let's like, further you, here. You know what? You, you, okay. It's like, I think the biggest issue is, Social media, it's a social thing. It's like, if you're not on social media, does that make you a social outcast? That's the question. Like, if all of your friends, if all the people that you actually have relationships with spend a lot of time and are connected to Facebook like this, I mean, because I think, because to be honest, I don't, I mean, although staying off of social media is one way to do that, but for but in this society, and also as the way people are growing up now, having broadband from in their cribs, it's something that isn't really necessarily feasible. Well, very true. And you know, with today's privacy issues and downloading on you know um, illegal music and all these kinds of things, and you know, Spotify—they're not allowed in the United States—and all these things, you know. What is really going to help us? I mean, like the, the latest thing is music in the cloud. That's been out for the last couple of months and, and over about a year now. And, you know, and I'm saying here, why would I want to 
buy money that I'm going to stream music that I could buy myself for get for free. Why would I want it to stream from the cloud? Just for me, it doesn't make any sense. What do you think? I think that a lot of it is also about where the physical media is because I know I just changed my hard drive on my computer. I just remember back when I used to have a lot of CDs, or it's like my father has still has a lot of old records in his house where it's where is your ultimate storage for your music? And it's because the record companies have have basically run out of the model of you listen to the music on this format, and then we'll create a better format, then we'll create a better format, then we'll create a better format. But then it's become like the format that, once it became digital and not physical, it's where do you store this stuff? Like in some ways, I think having having storage in the cloud of music and basically per, having a permanent location for your music that's not physical, that's not tied to my phone, which one day I may replace, or my computer, which one day I may replace, I think is a very smart idea. I think it's an excellent idea, but I also think having physical media is good too because sometimes, you know, like when you go out and you want to party, a lot of DJs are still using vinyl. In fact, vinyl has increased in sales, and a lot of people yes, still I mean, want to see that. And some like people still want to see down yeah, That's true. It's great quality, and people still want to sit down sometimes and listen to a CD, you know? Sometimes you don't. I mean, you know, what if you're what if you're in a place where you don't have 4G or you don't have the new 5G that's coming out, and you just have your G. computer, you know, and you just want to listen to a CD? I think it's important to have both. I will say this to you: I agree. You know, it's like even buying books today. If you buy books, you can actually move yourself out of your house. So it is good to have all of your books on your iPad on your Motorola Zoom or your Samsung Galaxy, it's also good to have your music all on one area too, that you can have it in one physical area. And also, to me, it's good to have it as a backup in the cloud because then you can stream it, like you said, from anywhere in the world that you go. Absolutely. So I think that's really cool too. But I don't think we should just focus on the cloud. I think we should have alternative all the way around so that it's convenient. It's all about convenience for us. It's about convenience, so and also it's, I think, the, it's also about having the, just really having ownership of, you, you buy something, you own it, and you can use it whenever and whatever different kinds of format you want. Right. Like you want to be great. Like, I mean, the fact, I mean, the fact is, like, yes, you can burn things to CDs. But it's like the fact that a burner, a DVD burner, like having, like, these full-quality movies, which, like, even, like, to the point where your computer starts to have Blu-ray burners, that it's just the, just like the ownership of it and just finding new ways to go, like, for example, even like let's say Apple computers. At one point, they used to have these processors made by Motorola, and I had this prop. My first Mac I owned about 20 years ago had this thing called O40 processor. This is before they decided to go to PowerPC, where there were G1, G2, G3, G4, G5. 
But notice that there's no G6 or G7 or G8 or G9 because then Apple went to a different processor through Intel, which means what's going to be the future of which means it's like it isn't linear about what's next, what's next, what's next. Like, for example, like what is, let's say the CD didn't exist and the technology for the CD didn't exist. What would have been the next level up after cassette tapes if the CD wasn't an option? Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it's so funny, you know, I can remember this. So for me, the cassette was when I was like a little kid, you know, and now I see where we are now. It's, it's unreal sometimes to believe. I, you know, I would love to see in the future where we're going to be. I mean, we're dealing with the cloud now. I've seen some future uh, inventions. It's really cool. But I would really like to be a fly on the wall, to be here like 40 years from now and see what we'll be doing. I mean, will we just call out, oh, I want Lady Gaga's album, and all of a sudden we just hear it? I mean, it's getting to that point, you know? It would be, yeah, it wouldn't just be that you would have a lifelike hologram of her show up right in front of you that you can smell that you can see that it's just like they're there that you're just simulating things going on those recordings. Actually, I think um, most girls are going to want to have a life-size hologram of Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber at the age that he will be in twenty years. No, the HOB now, I mean, they would love to have that hologram you're talking about now. Uh, absolutely. I, I think I think it's bigger than having a poster on their wall or just even like a fan mail letter. Just, just the fact that you, there's like a, like, like the disconnect from the physical world and the virtual world. And you know, it, it, and I, it's funny you say that. Speaking of speaking of children, you know, it's it's uh, it's funny because um, kids like they. When I look at Justin Bieber, I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, he's a really cute kid, and he really can sing. But I'm like, well, what's the craze, man? But you know, then I remember we were kids too, and we had our crazes like you love fish. Yes. And, I mean, yep. it's just like as I always say that when I was in fifth grade, all the girls loved New Kids on the Block instead of me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to admit to anything. I'll just say I was loved by everybody. <laughs> Way you to know, go, Gail. All you need is love. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a lady of love all over the world. You know, um, and speaking of that, I'm really excited. Hey, Ian, can I share something with you? Sure. And you know what? I can't just share it with you. That means I've got to share it to the rest of the audience, too. So it, it, it hey, audience, be do, you want to, do you want to hear Gal's secret? Well, it's huge. Tomorrow we're launching the Treasure in You campaign. I mean, tomorrow. We are so excited it's been in the works for a while. and Are you so um, excited? It wants, yes. It, it, everyone will be excited. And we, we so just excited. have, uh, I know, we can start singing. You want to sing, Let's So? It's, I'm so excited. No. No. I'm so excited. Okay. Anyway, it's so exciting. <laughs> Ian, we're going to give you a recording deal, okay? 
And just as long as just, just as long as that recording of me singing like a virgin never makes it public. Okay, no problem. But I think that Weird Al could use it at this point. Well, he well he had, well he his parody was called like a surgeon. Okay, all right. So then we, you'll have to come up with a new one. But the really cool thing is we're launching the Treasure in You campaign globally, man. It is so cool. It's about the treasures right. in your life and the, and the stuff that you enjoy. And, like, music is some things that we enjoy that, you know, we're always on the computer and everything, and just listening to your music can just relax you, you know, and the spring is here. So it's really cool. So it's really about the treasures in your life and people sharing their treasures, some of the funniest stuff to some of the most important stuff. And then we actually, as part of that, we're launching the Treasure in New Schools, and guess who we got to collaborate with? Who? The people who started Earth Day. Wow. So that's really big. We, it's, we're just having a small collaboration with them, and, you know, proceeds will go back from the campaign to also one billion acts of green. So I'm really excited, Ian. Oh, man, you know, we get to share in this, and too bad Jay is missing, missing out on this. Well, hopefully he's hearing it somewhere. And if not, we'll tell him soon. But, wow, that's, wow, Earth Day. I remember Earth Day. You know, tomorrow's Earth Day. I know, and we're launching with Earth Day. Isn't that cool? And we're launching with the people who started Earth Day. I'm that, excited. That is cool. You're launching on Earth Day, and African Cats opens tomorrow. African Cats, okay. African Cats, that's like it's, that's like Disney's latest um, nature documentary, which they've been they've been releasing nature documentaries on Earth Day. They have a documentary really cool. uh, on lions and tigers and cheetahs and stuff in Africa narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. And then you know what's really on cool? Earth Day. Everyone that's out there on Foursquare, make sure to check in for your Foursquare accounts on Earth Day because Foursquare is also rocking it out with Earth Day as well. So remember, you know. That's, that's, that's so amazing that Foursquare, like, basically they give, they give badges just for a day. Maybe they can have an Ian's birthday badge. Or maybe they can have a Gale badge, you know, like Gale Rock badge, you know? That would be cool. Way to go, Gale. Um, All right. So so I guess we're going to wrap up. Any final thoughts, Gale, on this day before Earth Day here on Parents Kids Music? Yes. You know, just like after what happened in Japan, let's all be remindful that we're, you know, we're pretty lucky and remember to take care of the Earth tomorrow. And if you want to check out what we're doing for Earth Day, come by and check it out at tomorrow. Now, i got to tell you guys, we're still working on the site, so everything is launching tomorrow morning. And come check out parentskidsmusic.com tomorrow. Again, that's parentskidsmusic.com. You'll find out a lot of information there. And also, whatisyourtreasure.net. Again, that's whatisyourtreasure.net. So come on by and find out what we're doing, and we'd love to have you. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. That's whatisyourtreasure.net, parentskidsmusic.com. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward. Thank you, Gail, for being on the show. Um, Jay, we're looking forward to um, to finding you, speaking to you, and um, being on the next show. So thank you very much, Gail. 
No problem, Ian. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. All right, everyone. Have an excellent day.